I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're going to be talking about what to do when your ex comes back. Okay. Well, Margaret has got a bunch of tips here that she came up with mm -hmm. based on thinking about her own research and looking at breakups, right? Yes. So we got a whole list here. <laughs> Get ready. And we hear so often. You know, she left me, or it can be always the other way around. She left me, and there's nothing I can do because you said I had to go no contact. Mm. What am I going to do? I want to fight for my relationship, but there isn't anything you can do except give her the space to think it over. So I wanted to come up with some constructive thing you can do without breaking no contact. Okay? All right. And specifically, it's try to figure out what went wrong mm. and what you can do to fix it. Mm. Okay? So step number one. What went wrong with the relationship and how can we fix it and work through it together if your partner wants to, if they come back? You have to really take some time to reflect on you that. You really do. You really do. Oftentimes we're so anxious about, right. I want them back, that, that it keeps you from right. really figuring out what happened, that it, the relationship didn't last. Yeah. Um, so the first one would be, you can look at attachment styles for help in understanding what went wrong and what you might need to work on. So you need to think about your attachment style and your partner's attachment style. And Lord knows we know by now that there's directions on, on how to respond to various attachment styles. Because the most common one we see is an anxious avoidant combination. Sure. Okay? All right. So, number one, think about attachment styles. The next one. Did one of you want more space and autonomy than the other. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's almost guaranteed. Yes. Right? Yep. And this will also be telling of the attachment styles. Right. And did one of you want more togetherness than the other? So who wanted more, more distance and space and who wanted more togetherness? Because that can end up a core issue, right? Mm -hmm. It really can. Yeah. And it, nobody it, teaches us this. No. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, Susan Johnson does the best, I think, to say it needs to be out on the table. How many hours of closeness do you need a week and how many hours of space do you need? Mm -hmm. yep. You might want to work on your hobby or do whatever you do. Yeah. Okay? All right. Um, and this kind of ties into it. Did you have different love languages? Mm -hmm. Now, you'll remember our talking about the five love languages, which I'm going to repeat here. Okay. Okay. Um, for instance, did one of you highly value long emotional conversations? Mm -hmm. Chances are that's not the guy. Okay? But it could be. You never know. Um, so one of you liked long emotional conversations. Did one of you show love as acts of service? And there's a wonderful example. I think it's in Gottman. 
where people come to see him and they and she keeps saying he doesn't love her and he doesn't do anything to show it and he says but I mowed the lawn and I did the dishes mm -hmm. okay so that was his way of communicating how much he loved her but she obviously preferred a long emotional conversation and a lot of times I think we give our partner what we want mm -hmm. so if we want physical touch we give them physical oh, touch yeah. but that's Good not point. really what they want right, right. They may yeah. want quality time. Yeah. And so yeah. I think we kind of assume unconsciously that our partner wants the same thing as us. Mm -hmm. right. right. And they very well may not. And that might be part of the reason we're attracted. Mm -hmm. Did one of you feel loved when given a thoughtful gift? Okay. Did one of you highly value words of affirmation? Mm -hmm. Your still handsome. I love the way you do business. You know, you're going to tell people some very nice things about themselves. Those are very important for some people. You're anxious about this big project. Well, look how well you did on the other three big projects you had. Okay? Words of affirmation. Um, did one of you feel most loved around physical touch? Like mm. you just said, Craig. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's important for everybody, but sometimes that's how people communicate. That's their love language. And I see what you're saying. Whatever our love language is, it's probably unconsciously what we think the other person's mm -hmm. is, and it may be totally different. Yeah. 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 But I always like the poor guy who did all this stuff around the house and didn't, and she didn't understand it, said he loved her. Mm -hmm. No. And you don't notice it until you think about it. Right. Right. So you might look back and think, wow, now I see all the ways that I've been loved by my partner yeah. in the way that right. I receive love yeah. that I've never noticed. Another big thing you need to think about is how did your families of origin interact with you and your partner? Okay, because that can be a huge problem. Um, sometimes families of origin are not happy with a partner. Sometimes they're upfront about that. Sometimes they're not. Um, but it's very important in thinking about what you might want to do if you got back together. Look closely at that issue. All right. Okay. Did you stop being curious about each other? Mm. And this is one of Harville Hendricks' concepts, is being curious about each other. And he said, what you hope is that your partner will end up to be fascinating to you over the rest of your life after mm. you get together. Everybody has aspects that we don't get to know right away. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a very pleasant surprise when you discover something else about your partner that you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I've heard people say, well, I know him totally. I know everything. No, you don't ever about anybody. All right. And people are ever changing. And I think sure. that's the magical thing about it. Yeah. That the more you grow, the more you have to learn about somebody else. Right. Right. Um, but don't be so necessarily turned off by their interests. No. If you take interest in their interest, then you'll learn more about them or what mm -hmm. they like. I remember right. Harville had uh, a video maybe I saw many years ago about, well, somebody, one of the partners is into rock collecting. Mm -hmm. And the other partner is like, oh, God, rock collecting. Could it be any lamer, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, tr maybe be curious about the rock collecting. Right. Mm -hmm. What is it that you like yeah. about the rocks? Yeah. And if you're curious and they can share these things, then you might be like, you know what? That's actually more interesting than I realized. <laughs> I see how you got into it. Yeah. yeah, sure. It's always worth doing those things. Don't write anything off that your partner is excited about. Mm -hmm. Okay, Rock collecting does sound kind of boring, but what, you have to do what you have to do. <laughs> She's like, I'm into rock collecting too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Um, 
Have you thought about your partner's needs and who they are outside of the relationship? Do you think about maybe how their people they work with perceive them or how their friends perceive them or how their family perceives mm-hmm. them? Because it's not just you. This is a whole person with a whole life. You're the biggest part of it, but there's still a whole person with a whole life. And now I'm going to quote a terrible thing, and I beg your forgiveness before I even start. Ask not what your partner can do for you. Ask what you can do for your partner. And that gets lost oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget there was a famous example around, you know, where somebody asked this girl, you know, are you sure about marrying, you know, whoever he is? And she said, yes, I think he can make me happy. That's frightening. She didn't say anything about his needs or how she wanted to make him happy. Okay? And you hear people say things like that and say, oh, good heavens. Here's a huge one for me, and it ties into all kinds of trauma. Can you tell your partner's life story? Okay? That's hugely important. And I say that to people, and they say, well, you know, uh, she told me part of it, or he told me part of it. Well, did you ask any questions? Like, tell me more. This is really interesting. I didn't know this about you. No, I didn't want to pry. I was raised not to want to pry. Okay, that can be mistaken as not being interested. Okay, particularly if it's a difficult sub- subject like trauma. Who wants to hear about a loved one's trauma? It's very difficult to listen to that. So you have to be very clear with your partner that whatever they have to say, you're interested in listening to it. Yeah. Okay, and you're not going to be overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know the person's love story, you have to pry for your own sake and for theirs. Mm-hmm. All right. I remember a woman who called me one day, and she was just desperate. She had, she was engaged to this guy, and they had a plan to get married. And all of a sudden, he disappeared and was running around with someone else. And I said, well, what do you know about his growing up? Nothing. Don't ever make a commitment to somebody you know nothing about mm-hmm. in any area of their lives. Okay? Um, so that's a big one. Um, And the other thing is sometimes if they're badly traumatized enough, your partner doesn't know their own life history Mm -hmm. and need to work probably with you in recapturing it. All right. So story is very important. It's such a wonderfully simple concept, but it's extremely important. If your partner, particularly if your partner has symptoms and you don't know their origin, stress and anxiety and maybe some areas of dysfunction, you have to know where that's coming from. Okay, And you can ask without praying and by sounding very loving. And if they say, no, I don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But you conveyed to them that whatever it is, you're willing to deal with it. Mm. Okay, So people are always saying, what can I do? I can't contact them. Here's some homework for you. I hope it's helpful. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of these you'll have to think about and ponder. Yeah. And, you know, consider while you're not contacting them right. or contacting their family to find out this information. Yeah. Margaret said I should call their mother and ask all these questions. <laughs> I can see it now. I don't know what's wrong with her, but it isn't my fault. But these are definitely things that you want to look at when you're dating anybody, whether they come back or you date new people in the future. Right, mm-hmm. because it will, you'll learn a whole lot about your needs. Yeah. So there's a lot, of things you can, a lot of things you can do in no yeah. contact. Yeah. to work on things and work on becoming a better partner. Yeah. And you got to do it because if they come back and you're the same way that you were and the problems come up the same way that they did, they're likely going to say, you know what, we're just not working. Yeah. Right. 
And also knowing your own story can be helpful. Absolutely. A lot of times when you have your own trauma, you might have been taught that these things, these secretive things that happen in families aren't to be talked about at all. So that can prevent you from getting the help that you need and also prevent you from talking with your partner about Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. And that's Absolutely. a huge assignment that we have in the Creative Healing Course. Mm -hmm. It's a 40-page PDF, right? Broken yeah. into four sections. Yeah. So you do, do a little bit of time throughout the course on your own life story mm -hmm. to Absolutely. work through your own issues. And you, you did that with Coach Margaret. We, we yeah. put that together. Right. And right now, I, I read the literature a whole lot in looking for these things to talk about. Um, there's almost universal agreement between among people who never agreed on anything, that telling your own life story is a huge deal mm. um, and a major part of healing. Yep. Good stuff. Hopefully you found this one helpful. And of course, if you want to get our help personally, you could go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up. And Coach Victoria will continue to train with us. I'll be here. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing Course, Click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.